0: you <music> episode of Life Got In The Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. This week marks the 20th anniversary of 9-11, a day like no other. It was a day that will forever be seared into every American psyche. It was a day that impacted everyone. According to CNN, 19 men hijacked four fuel-loaded U.S. commercial airplanes, bound for West Coast destinations, and a total of 2,977 people were killed in New York City, Washington, D.C., and outside of Shanksville, Pennsylvania. 2,977 people were killed when a terrorist attack happened. I decided to take time in this episode to talk about 9-11 because it impacted so many people and it was something that impacted all Americans, no matter your race, your background. It was one of those things where it affected everyone. So um today, me and my producer are going to just kind of sit back and just kind of talk about how that day not only impacted our lives then, but how and impacted our lives moving forward. So I want to welcome to the show um, the producer.
1: What's going on? What's going on? All
0: right. Okay. So our producer's in the building. I can remember that day. Um, It really stands out in my mind because it was a very, very um, bright, sunny, extremely sunny day. And it was my first class of the day I was uh, on college campus. I was in my, I think my first year, uh, first semester. And it was um, a nine something, uh, eight o'clock class. So we're in class. And I remember there was this kid in the class. He's always animated. He always told really elaborate stories. We'd only had a couple of weeks of classes with each other, but he was a very, uh, he was a character basically so he was just describing uh what sounded like a movie and he was like and the plane it it hit the pentagon and went." And everybody's looking at him was like what what are you talking about and so I remember he was just like yeah the plane hit the pentagon and no one this is now mind you this is um 2001 so this is before like we had real social media there was no like Cell phones were around, but cell phones weren't smartphones, so um, there was it was limited to the the kind of information that you got. So he was telling us about this, and no one really could connect what he was talking about. And I remember the teacher at the time; she was a TA in the grad school, and she was like, "Look, can we just please start class? Um, you know, you're goofing off. Uh, we I need to get class started." He's like, "All right, okay. Well, nobody want to listen to me." So we went on. We had class. And I remember um, leaving school and I had a bike and I wasn't far from campus, maybe about a block or two. And I rode my bike as fast as I could going home. I remember locking up my bike. It was a nice, bright day. I walked through the courtyard, went up the stairs. And then I went into my dorm room, the hall. I lived in an all girls dorm. In the hallway, it was this weird echo. No one was in the hallway, but it seemed like everybody's door was open. And it was just the sound of the news echoing from like seven or eight rooms down the hall. And I remember walking down the hall like, what's going on? Because, you know, we were in college. We didn't listen to the news. So I was like, what's kind of what's going on? So I remember looking to my left and right as I walked past rooms and everybody was glued to the television. And I didn't know why. So by the time I passed like the third or fourth room, I stopped by someone's room and I walked in and they was like, you know, you know, we're under attack. And they were telling me this happened. And this happened, I was like, what? And so then I rushed to my room and I threw the door open and my roommate was sitting there and she was like, the second plane just hit. And I was like, the second plane? So it was just like, what? what is happening right now? You know, planes are Crashing into the World Trade Center in New York, and um, just the context. I'm from Indiana, so I was all the way in the Midwest. Um, so I was far removed from being, you know, on the East Coast at that time. But it was just as impactful. I didn't even know what to do. I remember, um, it was surreal because I'm like, you just didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I try to call my mom. You know, all these types of things. I was trying to get through. I couldn't get through. For some reason, I was misdialing the number. And the person kept asking me, Was I deaf or hard of hearing? Every time I, because it was like an operator or something on the phone. And I realized I was pressing the wrong buttons. I was pressing it for the people who are deaf. I didn't realize that. And I was just like, I can't get to my mom. I can't, you know. So I was freaking out. But that was like the beginning of it all. And that's one of the biggest things that I really remember. Just that feeling of like, wow, what is what is what is happening right now? Um, so, what was it like for you?
1: Are you talking to me? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, like I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was in New York at the time, and I remember waking up. My my stepfather, like he he's Puerto Rican, so you know when Puerto Ricans, you know. Not all Puerto Ricans. I want to generalize, but well, for some Puerto Ricans, when something crazy goes down, you know, you hear it all in their voice, like, you know. And he was just screaming like in the living room. Like I was in my bedroom and I heard the screams. You're like, oh my god, Bertha, Bertha, Bertha. Oh my god, look at that, look at that, look at that. And I'm like, what's going on? So I get out the bed and I go to the living room, and you know, at this point, the first plane had hit the first tower, and I saw it on TV. And you know, he's all hysterical. My mom. She's in the living room. She's like, oh my God, in disbelief. And you know, I lived on the 24th floor in the third uh 30 floor building. Our window faces downtown. So you could actually see the Empire State Building, the Twin Towers, and the Chrysler Building, all those buildings down there. You could eventually you could see the smoke from when the first plane hit. And eventually it started getting stronger over time. So as I'm in there and I'm looking at this, I'm just in shock. Like I'm at a loss for words. I don't know what to say. Like I'm trying to pe- like piece it together. Like what's going on? Was it my thinking at the time when I'm watching this is like, oh snap, it was an accident. And then the second plane comes in, and I seen that hit live. Like it on the news. It it happened live. Like as I'm standing there, and at that moment, that's when I realized this this is not an accident. You know, and I was just at a loss for words, man. It was such a beautiful day up until that point. It was nice and sunny. I remember it. And at the time I wasn't enrolled in classes, but thank goodness I wasn't because the school I ended up, the high school I ended up going to was actually down there. So, you know, I I dodged that. But, you know, for, for most of that day, you know, we spent watching the news, like we spent the watching the news. And then, you know, when that happened, everything stopped in New York, like the buses, the trains, the cabs, like, you know, people were really stranded, you know. Uh, you you see, you had people walking from Manhattan to Brooklyn to the Bronx, you know, from the Bronx to Manhattan. You know, these are people that was already in route or already at their destination at work. So when that happened, you know, I had a camcorder at the time, and I used to document a lot of stuff uh, that summer. And, you know, I picked it up, and I was just, you know, looking out the window, doing commentary, and you see all these people walking from the Macomb Bridge back to the Bronx or into Harlem and you see people trying to get rods on a bridge and and it was just I don't know man like I was just at a loss for words just that whole day you know and we just watched the the news that was the most I've ever watched the news at that at that time and it was just a huge feeling of unknown eventually it turned into oh my god we're like we're gonna go to war (laughs) like we're gonna go to war and then you know, when more details started coming out, you know, it's just for me at that time, it started getting more scary. And you start realizing that this was something that was that was planned for years, you know, and they chose the perfect day. You know, 9-11, you know, the 11 represented the, the Twin Towers, you know. Um, oh, yeah. But a uh, very, very, very sad day. I felt so bad for the families. You know, there was people missing uh, family members. And, you know, in my mind at the time, it's like. Just imagine, like, I could have been on that plane. Anybody could have been on that plane for any particular reason. And something like that goes down, you know, and it's just—it was crazy. It was definitely crazy.
0: Yeah, all right. And you mentioned, mentioned like, everybody, anybody could have been on that plane— that was a, the wildest thing because it was so many people who were supposed to be on that plane. There was like some people that were like actors and actresses. There were people and then just um, you just hear when you start to hear the stories. It was like, yeah, I was going to go on the flight and I changed my flight at the last minute or stayed over here or there or didn't go here. Um, it's crazy. Even even though I was wasn't from. The, um, the East Coast, and I didn't see it as upfront as you did. I remember being impacted or having people around me that were impacted. Like that same teacher when I, um, that I was in, her professor, grad student professor that was in her class, her dad was actually supposed to be giving a speech at the Twin Towers. That day oh,
1: that's crazy and that's crazy. and
0: see we we were in class that whole time, knew nothing about what happened, so um when we um reconvened in the class, the next week, she wasn't there, but the week after that, maybe about two weeks later, she came to class, and she told us. It's so like I and the the young man who had kind of tried to warn us and tell us what was going on. And she had told him to be quiet. She wanted mm. to like apologize to him. He wasn't in class that day. But she was like, I need I owe him an apology. She was like, I didn't know what what was what had happened. And I, I told him to be quiet and I feel so bad. She was like, my dad was out there. He had flew out there and he was supposed to give a presentation and he was walking towards the tower and she was telling us um she was recounting his experience about how he was literally walking towards one building and seeing the plane crash into the building yeah and yep. and then she kind of described about the walk and how everybody had to walk from uh i don't know it's like miles and miles of the bridge you know um everybody mm-hmm. was covered with soot she said at one point her dad just got tired and he just sat down and somebody was like man you got to get up you got to keep moving you know I saw people um I even saw some video footage where you see people running and this one guy he was like on crutches he's hopping away and it was just it was so so surreal because you just did not know and then I had another um friend she was trying to get in touch with her dad she couldn't contact her dad her dad was supposed to be at the towers. And at the last minute he had canceled his flight or something had happened with, um, some of my neighbors. And it was just like, wow, so many people were impacted. How was it for, I remember how the, the sentiment after 9-11, like, um, like what was it like for, um, just being in New York, like the next day, like, what was that like for you?
1: I mean, the next day, you know, people were, it was still an unknown as far as like, you know, when you hear of like people, like families on the news looking for certain family members and stuff, because, you know, it took a long time for them to identify people, you know, that either, I don't want to talk the details of what I saw on the news, but, you know, it, it took a minute for them to identify people. And, you know, seeing these families on the news, you know, every 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 day and, and pleading and trying to find their relatives and stuff like that. That was sad. Like that, that was rough. It was a lot of speculation at that time that I remember. I remember people talking about how we're going to go to war. That was such a big thing. Like, you know, you know, people, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was a big thing. It was no question about it. Like we're going to go to war. One of the things that I saw too were how Middle Eastern people were being treated, you know, yes. people that had nothing to do with these attacks, you know, that that was that was heartbreaking within itself because some of these people were American, too, you know, and exactly. they sympathized with what, what was going on. And there was a lot of hatred towards them around that time, you know, cab drivers who were making a living in New York, you know, driving a cab or if they owned a store and that and the mistreatment that they was what they were getting, you know, and just it was just a mess, man. Like you, you had so many different. Of feelings at that time, but I would definitely say that when that after that happened, it changed everybody's view on certain things. You know, it affected everybody, like you said, even including me. You know, for the longest, like, you know, I was like, after that happened, I was like, I'm I'm never getting on a plane again. Like, I'm never getting on a plane again. Oh, you know, wow. um, I eventually got on a plane again years later, but you know. I'm not going to front and say, like, that wasn't on a, in my mind while I was on it, on a plane, you know? So, yeah, it, yeah, it, like, did, it, it was rough, yo.
0: It did. It did change. And um, I remember speaking when you uh, talked about how people were treated. I, I was on a college campus. And college campuses, it's, it's hard as anyway. But now you have different uh, racial breakdowns and all of this. And I remember the Muslim students were so afraid. They were hiding in the mosque because they yeah. didn't know how people were going to react. I remember there was a big, um, I believe the the president of the university just called us all together and was like, look, we have to be together. We have to support each other. This is a difficult time, but we can't attack one another, you know, um, and, to, and and something to that sentiment. But I was afraid for them because it's like, they shouldn't have to feel this way because they don't know how people are going to react. Are they going to look at me like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Middle Eastern? Am I, am I now considered a terrorist? Or because I wear a hijab, you know, are you going to feel threatened by me? And and I, you know, I sympathize and empathize with all of um our, you know, other peers, our others, you know, um um students, you know, because. Who wants to feel like that? You're it's already we're all scared. But you know what happens when people are afraid. They they act out or they yeah, mistreat they get aggressive. Them. They get aggressive, they mistreat others. They act
1: like their back is against the wall, like you know.
0: Yeah. And so you start to treat and look at people sideways. And that's not what we Because, you know, there were people there were people in you know, Middle Eastern, there were all people, Americans of all colors and shades that were in those towers. There they lost people too, you know.
1: Right.
0: They probably had families, children, fathers, mothers, aunts, uncles, you know, in, in those towers that worked. It was the World Trade Center. So you can't say the World Trade Center did not have people from all over the world working there. Right. Um so it was it was rough. But I will say what really got me was when you st- It was like that moment where we had to pause as, as, as Americans. Um, I remember Peter Jennings, Peter Jimmys, I think he was Canadian at heart. Um, he, I think he was actually Canadian, but he, um, for years and years, he, um, he did the news on, um on ABC. ABC, right? Yeah, he was on ABC and he talked through the whole um through the whole process of the um, 9/11 and he given all the commentary and one day he just broke down on national TV. I mean, we were watching it live and you felt all of his emotions because it's like you, you it's like breaking rank or something like you don't you never see that that vulnerability and it's just like it it just hits you. Like what happened? you know, and, it, and it, their pain and everybody's pain. And it was just so heavy. It was so heavy. Um, I will always remember he died a few years after that, um, cause he had cancer, but I will always remember that that really stood out to me. And another thing that stood out was the long-term effects. Like you, you talked about, like you said, you were afraid to fly. Um, um, th- just how we fly changed. Like we didn't have to take our shoes off and, and, and walk through all, you know, it was just, you know, just even just going through the T.S. Or was it T S T A T S A T S A? T.S.A.? T.S.A. Yeah, just going through T.S.A. The TSA we got to take our shoes off. Got to take this. Got to take this off. Got to get scanned. And it, it was, I was afraid to um, fly for a while because, you know, it took, I think I, I I waited for a good year and a half. And that was the first time, you know, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when they, they grounded all the planes? Yeah. That's like that. the one time in history, I think every single plane was grounded. And yep. I was like, wow, wow, what what world are we in. But I will say one of the cool things was the, um, well, um, I guess before I can really say that, one of the devastating things was the long-term effects
1: on people's health. Um, oh, yeah. The- Especially the, the, for the people that was down there, like, you know, inhaling all the chemicals and the smoke, you know. Oh, yeah people died from that you know cancer mm-hmm.
0: you know years later and it was just like the first responders all the doubt even i mean they talk about the the service animals that died um um during that time and it's always interesting when you see um any type youth anytime you see any uh, video footage and they always show the the animals that were killed and and this, this, and that. But there were a lot of, you know, a lot of just, just a lot of loss, a lot of loss. Um, All those first responders, the the firefighters who lost their lives. And it just, I would just think of the, the trauma of, right. you know, because you're not, I think, I think how many people did they pull out alive? Maybe like seven. I'm not sure how many survived or how long they survived afterwards. But I think they were able to pull out seven, seven or eight people, um,
1: that was over a span of weeks i believe
0: yeah that were still alive and yeah i would have to do some more research to see what happened to those people but um it was it was it was pretty rough but i will say that that was the first time in a long time i think something happened where everybody gathered at the stadiums or something like that
1: yeah yeah i would yeah i would say like i love the the way the new yorkers came together you know that was the first time like in my lifetime, at the time where I felt like we all came together for, for something, you know, and it it was special, you know, you know, at that time I was watching um I was into the Real World and they were still filming uh the Real World back to New York and I'm not sure if anyone remembers that season, but when that episode, that 9/11 episode, eventually came up and you saw how. Uh, the neighbors were banded together and then everybody was lighting candles and uh, making murals and stuff like that, you know, that's how it really was at that time. And it was good to see that, you know, especially after, you know, something like that took place, you know, yeah. so that was dope.
0: Yeah, it it was pretty cool. Um, I think that was the first time I, I must say that as a, to feel a hundred percent like unified in America. Like, cause you know, if you think about it, 9-11 was one of those things that it impacted everyone. Like, I mean, we have so many different things that over time has affected this group of people here, or it affects people in the Midwest, or it only affects people up North or down South, or this didn't really affect everyone, but 9-11 affected everyone. No one, not one, there was not one place in America where you could go back the next day and say business is normal. Business as oh, usual. Yeah. And and that's yeah. the first I mean, time in my history, in my, and we've been through a lot. We've been through, you know, we've seen, I haven't seen personally, but, you know, you had when Dr. King was killed, when John F. Kennedy was assassinated, when, you know, all these times, you know, the the, the riots, uh, the, the L.A. riots, uh, O.J. trial, the, the pandemic, the the war on terror, you know, you have all these milestones of history but this particular, you know, the civil rights movie, all these different um, periods, but this particular time, it was like, man, I feel the most connected to the US, to the flag, to the to everything. It's like united we stand. That was the first time I ever felt united with America like almost a hundred percent because it affected everyone just that deeply. Some things changed, a lot of things changed, Um, some for the the better, some uh, um, not as good, but it was a growing experience and it was a learning experience for everyone involved. So I think it's something that we just have to just take some time out and just, you know, reflect on. I mean, 20 years, it's been 20 years since that, but it's a day in history that you'll never forget. Um, right. One
1: thing I want to say about that is that after that happened, you know, I think it really taught people to really value the time that you have with the people that's in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I remember listening, uh, watching the news at that time and uh, one of the reporters were reporting that there were uh, people on a plane that had cell phones that were calling their family members back home and telling them that they love them and so on. You know what I'm saying? Because they knew what was coming next. You know, yeah. I think that's one thing that. It, it taught us like value the time that you have with the people in your life right now because you know we're not promised tomorrow. You just never know what's gonna happen. You know?
0: Yeah, you don't. You never know. And I'm and I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, it, it did make you um, just connect and just reflect. And I just remember my my um the ones who I knew had involvement or had someone connected to what had happened. They just talked about you know, spending more time with their parents, you know, talking to them more, you know, telling them they love them. And I just think that that was so important to just reflect on that and remember um, remember what's important, remember who you love, remember, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. And, and, And a lot of people lost people, and they had to, you know, continue their memories, continue their legacy um, continue, um, moving forward and in the best they can. And it's something that we'll never forget, like they say, but hopefully it was a reminder that we can come together as, as a culture, as a, as a, as, as a whole. Um, but it's always, it's sad when it takes a tragedy for us to see that togetherness, but, um, we did learn that we could come together. We talk about how life gets in the way, um, in this podcast, and that was a moment in time where life was really impacted and really affected. And for those who didn't, maybe didn't experience it because they were too young or they weren't around, it was a time that, um, most people will always remember and they'll never forget. So, I uh, just wanted to take some time out to just kind of talk about it a little bit and Thank you so much, um, for uh connecting and just talking about it with me. I greatly appreciate it.
1: You know I had to, you know. He <laughs> was in New York at the time, so you know, share my side of what I experienced out there. So
0: Yeah. And uh being in the Midwest it, it we experienced it a little differently, but that it was just as impactful. Um uh I know a lot of people, I think a lot of people even. Uh I remember a lot of celebrities were talking about um just, uh, where they were and stuff like that. I remember who was that Donna summer. She had died of cancer, but I remember she had said she lived in one of the high rises out there and she was kept saying over and over all of that smoke, all of that stuff in the air, it really did something to her. And she felt like that's how she, uh, got cancer. Of course, there's no way to really track that now, but I can only imagine that, that, um, that aggravated a lot of people's, um, Respiratory systems and things.
1: Fine.
0: All right. Well, I just wanna, like I said, thank you for stopping by and um just talking about uh, this real quick and
1: no doubt. Always. And and first hold up, you know, before we end the episode, I wanna thank everybody that's been supporting The podcast, you know, supporting Nikki C on her podcasting journey. We really appreciate y'all, wherever you are in the states or out of the country. We really, really value your feedback and and the time that you take out to listen to the podcast. We wanted to create something that was going to bring value to people's lives and inspiration to others. Hopefully, you know, could add some type of value to your life. So. The fact that you're listening right now it really means a lot to both of us yes and yes we got some special things coming in the near future so stay hopefully you stay tuned and um <laughs> keep watching and keep listening
0: yes yes thank you all for joining i want you guys to continue to tune in every thursday at 10 a.m for a new episode remember to hit the subscribe button the like button whatever button is there to the follow do all those things so that you won't miss any episodes Until we meet again, I'm your host Nikki C. And remember, it's time to get back to dreaming again. If not now, then when? Peace. Peace.